Sports Wrap. Studio on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. What a busy show we have for you today, including chatting to two MTNA champions, Roger Desar, the coach, and Ajax Cape Town star right back, Cecil Lola. We'll also catch up with Bloemfontein Celtics, Clinton Larson. We'll get a wrap on the MTNA final, Telcom knockout draw, and the Absa Premiership fixtures this uh, re- remaining week with Joe Cran from Soccer La Duma. But we'll get straight into the sports news for you because I don't want to comment on the Springbok game this past weekend. A Democratic Alliance laying a criminal charge against uh, South African Football Association. President Danny Jordan and former President Willifi Willifund uh, is saying that they've confirmed charges against the duo and that they're hoping that South Africa will initiate a criminal investigation into allegations that a 10 million US dollar bribe earmarked for South Africa was paid to the North Central American and Caribbean Association football in return for votes to host the 2010 FIFA World Cup. Meanwhile, the MTN8 champions Ajax Cape Town have been drawn away to PSL returnees Golden Arrows, while defending champion Supersports United will meet Bulawani City in the last 16 of the 2015 Telcom knockout. So also sees Kaiser Chiefs visit 2013 champions and last year's runners-up Platinum Stars and Pirates hosting University of Pretoria. Remaining fixtures see Sundowns against Chipper, Free State Stars at home to Bidvistvitz, Black Aces visiting Bloemfontein Celtic and Maritzburg United playing Gemma Cosmos. Further afield, England's FA have just charged Chelsea striker Diego Costa with violent conduct and Arsenal's Gabriel with improper conduct. Both clubs have also been charged with failing to properly control their players during the Blues 2-0 Premier League victory at Stamford Bridge and on Saturday. Uh, rugby news briefly, Eddie Jones is going to take over as the Stormers coach at the start of the 2016 rugby season, of course. Um, and the Springboks have dropped to sixth place in the world rankings following their loss to Japan by 34 points to 32 in Brighton. Ireland, Wales and England move above South Africa while New Zealand continues to top the rankings ahead of Australia. That's your sports news. It's time for the PSL Radio Show. For all you need to know about the Premier Soccer League, fixtures, results, and all the latest news. Proudly brought to you by APSA. Today, tomorrow, together. PSL Radio Show. SFM South Africa's news and information leader. Let's get straight into the action. What a weekend it was. MTN8 uh, final. Telcom knockout draw today. And APSA Premiership fixtures every remaining day this week. So we turn to Soccer Laduma journalist Joe Cran to cover it all. Joe, thanks for joining us. Hello. Always a pleasure. How's things going, man? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Better than uh, Chiefs, better than the Springboks, and better than uh, Lewis <laughs> Hamilton, I must say. But uh, your take on Ajax winning the MTN8 title? I think it was, uh, for me personally, I think it's great. Uh, I mean, I said before the game that uh, I obviously got my prediction wrong. I said that um, I, presume, I thought Chiefs would win it, um, but that I was kind of hoping that, that I support them for that. I'm a big fan of the underdog. Um, I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan, so I, I have to be safe. But well, I'd never <laughs> I'd never achieve anything. Um, but no, I mean, I, I thought that they completely deserved it. I don't think it was a, a sort of snatching grab. I don't think it was them pinching a win away from Chiefs. I think from the from the start to the end, I think that they were the more organised team. They, they had the better chances. I mean, obviously they had that one goal disallowed from Nathan Porter. Porter also hit the crossbar, um, and I think that they were fully deserving of the of the win. I'm also I'm, I'm happy for Roger as well. I mean, obviously he's he's not had the best of times in finals of late. I think that was his, his fifth in about two years, and the other four he's finished with a silver medal. So I think uh, I think him and his players really deserved it. And, and I don't think Chiefs can have any qualms, really. Um, I know Steve Asher's game didn't try and make any excuses. He just simply said that actually the team and Chiefs didn't play well. And, and I think uh, people will respect him a lot for that, for not trying to make an excuse and, and pass the buck or whatever. 
Yeah, fair enough. Uh, quick, uh, quick, quick comments on today's Telkom knockout draw. Any standout fixtures, do you feel? I think the Chiefs-Platinum Stars game, for me, is the, is the big one. I mean, we saw Platinum Stars and Chiefs go head-to-head a, a lot of times when, when Baxter was involved. Uh, not all of them went Chiefs' way. Um, sure. And obviously, uh, last year, Chiefs were knocked out of the tournament by uh, by Platinum Stars. So, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting game. Obviously, having Kevin back is a, is a big one for Platinum Stars. I mean, they're, they're one of my dark horses this season. I think um, I think they've, uh, obviously, they struggled a little bit last year, but I think this season with Kevin back and the, with the squad and the transfers that they've made, I think that they can they can really do something this year. I think we'll be talking possibly even top six for them. And um, if they can pull a, a cup out of the bag at the same time, I think that'd be great. And I think it'd be a good game against Platinum Stars. Yeah, now let's talk about uh, some of the Amsterdam Premiership fixtures coming up. Uh, two matches this week that really stand out for me, but let's let, let's start with tomorrow's one. Bidvest Wits level on points with and the only team, of course, to beat Ajax Cape Town this season against SuperSport United, a team that promises so much but is uh, yet to really deliver. Yeah, I think for me that's the that's the most interesting game this weekend. Uh, so this week, I think that there's uh, there's been, been a lot said about both sides in terms of the, the players that they've brought in and the quality and the, the money that they spent and. And I mean, I look at the, the two sides in terms of the players that they have, and they are two teams that really should be challenging for, for the title this year. Obviously, we've seen the bits, and they've started off doing that. Uh, super sport, <laughs> not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's going to be interesting now to see what happens with, with Super Sport, especially to see um, when they start to pick up the pace, because if, uh, if they don't start doing so, so soon, uh, if we're talking November, December, January, and, and things still aren't going well for them, then... And um, maybe we'll we'll have to see some changes. Then I think Vitz have already established themselves this year. It's uh, they're a team that for, for the last two or three years now have been very difficult to break down, very hard to beat. And, and I think that they that they've bulked up nicely this year and just made it even more difficult to beat. And seem to be getting the goals up front as well. So I think that that's like I say, that for me is the most interesting game this week. And I think that. Um, that will really set the two apart in terms of whether they've got title credentials or not. Yeah, I, I think that really is the uh, the fixture of the uh, the midweek fixtures. But uh, on Wednesday, Sundowns, we've got uh, injury concerns and Zungu suspended. Uh, Going to be hosting the MTN 8 winners, Ajax Cape Town, without the suspended Rivaldo Kutsia. What do you make of that game? Yeah, I wonder if we're going to see some kind of cup hangover. We see it a lot when um, teams do well in, in a cup. They win a final and end up losing the next game. So I, I'll be interested to see whether that's the case with them or whether they can keep the momentum going. Obviously, uh, another team, Sundowns, who are under serious pressure at the minute, having done that as well as they have over the last two years to start the way they have this year, is, is slightly worrying. And, and I think that Pitso will be feeling the heat a little bit. Um, the fans weren't too best pleased after their last game. Obviously, that defeats Arrows. And, um, yeah, they've got, a, they've got a point to prove. They've got a few injury injury worries. I think there's four or five players who were, who were doubtful for the game. And, um, but to be fair, if we're we're talking squad size. If there's anyone that can can deal with four injuries, then it's some nouns, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Although they do have plenty out on loan still. But let, let's talk about Chiefs and Pirates. Bulawayo City, they promised to play attacking football against the Pirates side that I suppose uh, really needs a win, if not for uh, the league hopes, but uh, ahead of the fixture against Al in the CAFCON Fed Cup. And Chiefs wanting to get back to winning ways, they're up against a, a struggling University of Pretoria side. Yeah, I mean, I think if we're talking about Palapani City playing attacking football, I don't think they know any other way to play. <laughs> um, I don't think under Costa they've, they've ever played defensive football. So, I mean, I think you know what you're going to get with, with them. If you can if you can identify their attacking threat, then you know you're going to get chances because they're, they're not a particularly strong team um, defensively. And, and Pirates need to get something. They really do. I mean, 
another one, Eric under a lot of pressure, even though we're only a few games into the season. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what sort of team he puts out. Obviously, with the the after game coming up, um, whether he rests some players or whether he decides one needs priority over the other, um, I don't know. I, I, obviously, there's been a lot of talk about the the Confed Cup being the competition that's currently keeping Eric in a job. So it might be that he decides that that's the one that he needs to sort of prioritise and he puts out a weak inside against uh, against Bologna City. But we'll see. Um, with regards to Chiefs. Again, they need they need to bounce back. They really do. Uh, I think it was a uh, not so much the defeat uh, against Ajax. It was it was the manner of it. They they looked very lackluster. They didn't really look like they had any shape, any organisation. They they just didn't really look too bothered, to be honest. And I think the the fans especially will want to see a, a change with that one. They'll want to see him going against a, a tuck side that, um, as we know, on their day can can beat the best, but they can also they also not turn up. So it's, a, it's definitely a winnable game for Chiefs and um, Steve will be wanting to, to get back to winning ways and make sure that even though he's lost his first his first game for the club that he keeps his unbeaten streak in the league going. Fair enough. Well, Joe Crane, thank you very much for your uh, insights and opinions tonight and enjoy all the midweek action. Uh, always, always. Hey, Fuzzy, my own. Check this out. I see on the Corruption Watch Twitter feed that in the last 20 years, 700 billion rand has been lost in corruption in South Africa, my own. Huh? 700 billion! Hey, what did you do with them? Yeah, man. I out with 240 million swimming pools! And one fire station! <laughs> we often laugh about it, but corruption is no joke. In a corrupt society, all essential services are affected. Schools, hospitals, even fire stations become run down and start to fail. Let's report corruption. Visit corruptionwatch.org.za or call the toll-free hotline on 0800-023-456. Join us this Thursday on Top Billing as Jules Dazzle in cover shoots with S.A. Gems, Leanne Williams, Zoe Brown, Jade Hubner, and Bonnie Mbuli. Get the scoop on Caspanio Best's new album and celebrate Heritage Day on Constitution Hill with the look and voice of a new generation. Blogger Lulama Wolf Mlambo. That's top billing Thursday night at 7.30. Repeat Sunday at 12.30. Find it on 3. CSL Radio Show. It's FM South Africa's news and information leader. Let's get straight into the weekend's action. Of course, in terms of PSL football, the MTN8 final was the big deal. And Ajax Cape Town beating Kaiser Chiefs by a goal to nil, courtesy of Nathan Paulson's goal in the second half. But down at the Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium in Port Elizabeth, I thought that uh, one player was absolutely exceptional. Cecil Lawler, the right back, a phenomenal performance from an extraordinary young player. And I'm glad to say he's on the line. Cecil, thanks for joining us and congratulations on becoming MTN8 champion. Uh, thanks for having me and... Thank you. Uh, thanks to the supporters. We went down to PE to support us. And uh, uh, the boys are able to bring uh, the cup to, to Kelta. Hey, let's go back a few months. You you, you took on uh, Mamelodi Sundowns in the final of the Nedbank Cup. You lost out on penalties on that day. But how did it feel to walk up and collect that gold medal and, and raise that trophy with your teammates? Uh, it was a great feeling uh, for most of the players, uh, even uh, the senior staff. Uh, since... Uh, uh, it's our first uh, cup uh, after so long. For uh, it's also our first uh, first cup for some of the players like me, Manus Rally, Beria, Beria, Mubara, and them. So it was a great feeling. 
Yeah, well, there's, a, there's a host of youngsters. I mean, what's it? Ten academy players out of eleven in the uh, in the lineup. I mean, it's this is a team effectively that's been, uh, I suppose, bred in a sense and, and uh, come together under Roger Desar for the last eighteen months. Last year it was a top five finish in the league. It was a, a cup final. But you started the uh, the league this year on top, and indeed winning a trophy, the first domestic trophy on offer. It must be hugely satisfying to know that you've come through with this group of players and that you're succeeding as a group. Yes, it is. Uh, I've been privileged to play uh, with the likes of Tulani uh, uh, with the Italian classes, uh, with Bernie Sanchez, with the colleagues and uh, the creating panel. So I believe uh, it is a good community from the tournament to the PSL, knowing uh, the... <coughs> During the development the, the of IX and uh, the, the way I play IX plays, because uh, IX plays differently from the rest of the teams, and uh, it is a team that, uh, that plays in a lot of years. So I'm glad you did well, and I'm glad that uh, uh, the IX name is uh, getting bigger and bigger. Cecil, in terms of uh, some of those names you mentioned, uh, a couple of them have, of course, gone on to great success in Europe. I mean, do you dream of uh, campaigning in Europe as a, as a footballer one day? Yes, uh, I'd like to go to Europe if it happens, uh, but if it doesn't, yeah, it's not a, it's not a bad loss. But I'd like to pursue a career with a big team, not now, now I'm still a bit Alex, but whenever the, uh, the chances, uh, of me moving to a big team comes out in the portals. Let me ask you about uh, the, the game it's, itself. I mean, marking Spiro Shabalala and George Lebesi, depending on which, uh, which flank they were on at any given time, obviously going to be an intimidating prospect for most people, but you did your job with a plum, plus you got forward. You got on the, the end of one that ended up in the back of the net, although it was uh, ruled offside, I must say correctly, so effectively, not, not that you were offside. But you know, how, how did you guys uh, approach this game then? Uh... uh uh, we knew that, uh, kids, uh, in Canada, and, uh, we, when they were prepared, uh, they called told us what they were doing on the kid loan. So, during the week, we did, uh, a lot of, uh, video analysis, and we worked them closely. So, we did nothing about the defensive body, and, uh, as in, and then, working wise. So, uh, if I had to choose, uh, let George play, he, uh, he's gonna travel with me. So, I didn't want to give him any chance to play. So from the first visit to the last, I think uh, we did well. Uh, we did our job, and uh, that's why we won the game. But you won the game, you won the title, you won the crowd over as well in beating Vitz, uh, Pirates and Chiefs on your way to winning the title. But you've still got a couple of really tough league games ahead of you this week, including a match against uh, Sundowns uh, on Wednesday and, of course, a match against Kaiser Chiefs in the league over the weekend. But, Cecil, we wish you the best of luck, and thank you very much for joining us tonight. Dwayne DeLocker on SAFM. SFM South Africa's news and information leader. We continue talking MTN8 final. Of course, having heard from Cecil Lolo, uh, one of the star performers on the day, we chat to the man who put it all together, tactically, technically, the man in charge, Roger Desar, victorious coach. Thanks for joining us. Good evening and congratulations on being MTN8 champion, Roger. Hi, Dwayne, and uh, thank you very much. It's great to be with you guys. Must feel fantastic. I mean, do you realize that that's Ajax's first top eight title in any guys going back 41 competitions. You're the first coach to bring the top eight title to Ikamba. Wow, okay. <laughs> I don't know that, but uh, I know that we haven't won a trophy for some time, and I think the club really deserves it. They've done a fantastic job 
you know, the youth section and, um, I mean, they keep producing talent after talent. And, Unbelievable. And yeah. it's, it's great for the club. It's, it's, it is uh, very rewarding. Yeah, the problem is, though, uh, Roger, you might have shot yourself in the foot there. I mean, because you, 10 academy players in that lineup, I mean, within 18 months, uh, let's, let's, let's break this down, I suppose. Within 18 months, you've actually helped a teenager become South Africa's first choice central defender. The, the squad you led to top five league finish in a cup final last season. You start this season with a trophy and top spot on the log. Uh, the problem is now, um, does Ari Estatue uh, invest in the academy a little more, or does he actually give you money to buy a few players? Yeah, Dwayne, I've always felt that... Um I think the, the success with club is going to be the balance between being competitive and, and also obviously the financial balance of the club. So, you know, you, you've got to only sell when you've got stock available. So you've got to be careful how you sell. I think in the past it was almost, you kind of sold when the office came. I think now you've got to sell when you're comfortable to sell. And I think that's what, you know, IX Cape Town's got to do. You know, if we feel that, um, you just spoke about Cesololo, you know, if we feel that we've got a, a good enough right back to take Cesololo's place, and we get an offer for Cecil Lolo, then you, you've got to let him move on. Yeah. Uh, because it's also important for the player. But you've got to be sure that you've got a, a good enough replacement to stay competitive and, and still, you know, be in the running. And I think that's what you've got to do as a club. And if we can get to that, uh, that situation, then we'll be very healthy for the club. Roger, I mean, you, you, that makes great business sense as well. I mean, obviously you've got great business acumen as well, but you, you, your players are hailing you as King Roger. I mean, how much do you not just coach, but manage and mentor these guys and, and make these sort of business decisions with the club as well? Well, you know, when I came to Ajax, I think Ari, you know, you wanted more than just a coach. And that, that's, I think that's why he targeted me. And, um, Obviously, after having many discussions and sharing ideas, uh, I think we, we both felt that we were, you know, we were on par and, you know, we were on civil, similar wavelengths as far as running a club is concerned. So that was the one advantage. And then secondly, you just asked about my coaching. I mean, I, I always say that, you know, when you're coaching, I, I really believe that it's, it's 25% um, people skills and 25% football. You know, obviously we do have to do football, we do have to coach and, and uh, plan and do practical work and that, but I think if you don't have the change room and you don't have the players on your side, you know, you're fighting a, a losing battle and you don't have a chance. Roger, if I can just ask you, I mean, the the way you squeezed Chiefs was, was imperious, but, you know, what do you think it says about both your tactics and your players' performances that... Ansi Jakola made his first save of the game in added time in the second half. Well, look, if you had to tell me that before the game started, I would have told you, no, that's, that's virtually <laughs> impossible, the way Chiefs are playing, the way they're scoring goals. I mean, they, they were scoring, you know, become a really freely scoring team and um, very adventurous, very attacking side. And I really felt that they had some really informed players. and I, I mean, I, really, I was really worried about them. But the way we went about our business, and um, we always felt that if we if we played the wanted, you know, we wanted to play, it was going to be difficult for Chiefs to beat us. Um, starve them of the ball, you know, trick them, don't let them play, you know, get the ball from them as quickly as possible and, and keep it. I mean, that was just a basic sort of uh, idea that we had to go from. And then obviously from then on, there were other things that we had to do, but that was just the base of it. And, and I think... When the whole team buys into those ideas and, and everybody performs and, and you know the whole squad wants to do it, um, then obviously it usually can can fall into place and it fell into place for us. You yeah. know, it, it, sometimes you're lucky, sometimes you're not. But 
you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And this time around, it, it, it worked perfectly. And um, we caught them a little bit by surprise with that, with the way we played. And, um, and then it worked for us. So, great for the club, great for the players. I think great for everybody down in Cape Town. And, and um, very rewarding for the club. It's um, so, so ambitious with the, the youth academy and, and put so much into it. Um, I think they deserve it. But then you, you I mean, just, uh, yeah, I think overall everybody can see that you deserve it. You beat Chiefs, Pirates and Vits on the way to the uh, the title. But, you know, you're the MTNA champions now. It doesn't get easier. You've got Sundowns on Wednesday and Chiefs in the league on Saturday. Uh, I suppose you've got to put the celebrations behind you and focus on the job at hand. What do you do this week? Absolutely. I think if there's anything tough about winning the top eight, it's going to be the, the two guys leading in the you know, straight after that. I think that's that's going to be the tough side of it. And uh, I had a chat to the players this morning about it, and, and I said, you know what, you've got to shelve it now. We've had, we've had enough time to celebrate and, and to enjoy the moment, and now it's time to, to put it in the trophy cabinet and move on. You know, the same as a defeat, no different with a, with a win. You know, I made a comment uh, before the final to, to get any fear out of the players to say that, you know, you're going to wake up on Sunday morning, you might be a champion, you might not be a champion, but you're still going to be the same person. Um, I gave him an example of, of what I have to do. Excuse my language, but I told him that you know when I get out on Sunday, I'm probably going to have to pick up the dog poo and, and take the dustbin out, you know, because that's that's part of the job that I, I haven't got to do at home, and and it won't be any different. That's really what it is. You've got to go back to your basics and go back to the beginning, and and you know you've got to forget about that little bit of success that we've had and try and build on from there. It's not just a little bit of success. I've never seen a Chiefs side dominated the way Ajax dominated in the first half of that NTN8 final. I think it was a thoroughly deserved uh, victory, Roger. Congratulations once again. And uh, best of luck not only against Sundowns and Chiefs in the league, but indeed against Golden Arrows when you face them in the first round of the Telcom knockout as well. Well, thanks very much, Dwayne. And uh, I certainly hope to keep on producing and uh, you know, making entertaining for the public out there to get another team in contention. Cheers, Dwayne. Thank you. SFM 104 to 107, we continue talking football now, but of course uh, something slightly different. The final fixture of the fifth round of the Absa Premier, uh, Premiership is going to be played on Thursday. The public holiday, yes, and it's going to see Bloemfontein Celtic hosting Jomo Cosmos. So if you have the opportunity and you're in the area, an opportunity to get down to the Free State Stadium and enjoy some great football action, of course, on the public holiday. We've got the coach of Bloemfontein Celtic, Clinton Larson, on the line. Uh, Clinton, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, Dwayne. Good evening to all the listeners. Uh, let's start off quickly with the Telcom knockout draw. Black Aces visit you in the round of 16. What do you make of your opponents? Yeah, I think uh, coming up against any Premier League team is going to be a tough one, uh, Dwayne. But uh, we're just happy that we, we've got a home draw. And, uh, yeah, let's hope that um, it goes our way so that we can advance. Yeah, lovely draw, and of course your home support, always a wonderful atmosphere, and it's something I suppose uh, that people will be able to experience on Thursday if they uh, are looking for something different to do during the week of the public holiday. But your opponents on Thursday are going to be Joma Cosmos, uh, three goalless draws in the loss. They're a, a tough team to break down, though, but how do you sort of counter that? How do you approach a team that, that sits with a, a defensive mentality, particularly away from home? Yeah, we've got to be very patient in our approach. Um, we've got to keep attacking them. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, repeated attacks, wave after wave of attacks, uh, you know, uh, puts, puts them under so much pressure that they could eventually crack. Um, we saw some defensive frailties in their last 2-0 defeat. And 
against platinum stars and uh, hopefully we'll be able to to capitalize on a few but like you've mentioned a very uh, uh, defensive orientated team difficult to break down uh, but we, we we're playing on a on a big pitch at the free state stadium and and hopefully with the support we've been getting of late um, will be a bit too much for them. Yeah, not to mention that impressive midfield at the, at the moment. It seems you've got a great squad, great potential, but your midfield to me has been most impressive. Uh, from Morena to Lakay to Nyatama to Nyatanga, you're spoiled for choice. Uh, how do you handle making the decision who to leave out and uh, when, when they all seem to be on form? Um, Dwayne, we've, we've, we've been rotating quite a few players. Um, it just also depends on the opposition and, and, and the type of, of, of role we're looking for a certain player to execute on match day. Um, you know, the one, the one player that, uh, is our unsung hero is Alfred Ndengani, our defensive midfielder. Yeah. He's been brilliant. I think he, he, he started the way he finished last season. He's, he plays every game as, Ultra consistent, and uh, you know, in front of him, in attacking, in more attacking roles, we've had the likes of Ntanga, Buchanan, Musa Niyatama, Palani, uh, and, and Lejani Palani, just to name a few, complementing him. And uh, we've got a nice blend, nice mix of, of midfielders, and uh, you know, we just hope to keep them all injury free and, and, and playing at, at, a, at a very high level. Let's talk about a couple of key decisions then. I mean, that midfield, uh, I, I am, I, I've been hugely impressed, as you say, Ndengani, uh, unsung hero indeed. But, you know, I know it's only seven games in, but Musa Bilangulu and your own goals column have as many goals as your, your top striker this season. I mean, when do you start demanding more of, let's face it, a, a quite impressive strike force that includes your Lamolas, Belembes, Massas and uh, Gabadino Mango? Um, yeah, I think it's early days. Um, we've already got our two strikers have got goals behind them already. Lamola as well as Palembe. Um, Master's only played two matches. Um, so, you know, he, his work permit issues kept him out of the first three or four games. So he's only played two games and, uh, he'll come good for us and hopefully it will be on Thursday. Mango hasn't played a single game yet. He's just come back from injury. He played his first 15 minutes for the Disky team this weekend, which was great. He came through uh, that with flying colours and, and, and no uh, no injury scares. So, uh, yeah, we, we we think that we've also got the right mix at the top. Um, we've been creating lots of chances. But like all the other coaches tell you, uh, Duane, um, you know, converting those chances is always going to be a, a challenge. Uh, but we, 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 we're working on it, and, and hopefully, um, you know, against Cosmos, we'll be able to um, convert a lot more. I suppose we've, we've spoken about the strikers and we've spoken about the midfield. I must ask you about your defence then. I mean, uh, for me, the only weak point was the, the opening game against Pulaguani City where, where your defenders seem to be a little on the back foot. But do, do you have any concerns about your defence overall or are you quite happy with where they are? I'm happy with where we are. Um, yeah, the Pulaguani game, um, I think playing the Wednesday against Sundowns and going to extra time and then travelling all the way to Pulaguani and playing three days later took its toll on us. Um, so, so early on in the season, uh, and, and, and not match ready, um, I thought that, um, that really took its toll on us. So, so if, if you look deep into the performance, uh, there are reasons behind such a lackluster defensive performance. Uh, but after that, we've, we've been quite solid. I think the experience of, of our central three, Patrick Kingham, Franzman and, and Bilankulu, uh, those three have been exceptional for us and, and uh, long may it continue. We've also got the um, uh, Tepo Rijotso, the youngster in the under-23s, who's, 
who's coming on nicely. He's also got a few games under his belt and is uh, improving with each game he plays. So we think we've got, we've struck the right mix, and uh, hopefully, um, you know, coming into the season, we'll be one of the teams with the, one of the better defensive records. Yeah, I, I think there's nothing wrong with that statement. But uh, let me just ask you on a completely separate note. I mean, by the time you play your seventh league game of the season, Clinton, it'll be approaching three months since the league began. Do you find these giant gaps between games for cup and international breaks disruptive to to your season? Yeah, Dwayne, we've been asked this question before. And uh, yes, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't disruptive. Uh, but um, we've also become quite used to it, you know. Um, we just got to get on with with our work. We we try and keep the players as, as active as we possibly can. Where we can play friendlies, we will. But uh, yeah, we would like uh, to play in, in a in a league where we don't have so many gaps uh, um, so consistently in a season. And um, yeah, like I said, we'll we'll just try and plug away and make sure that. Uh, when we do have to play, that the players are match ready. Well, Clinton Larson, certainly wish you the best of luck on Thursday as you uh, take on Gemma Cosmos and indeed as you uh, begin your Telcom knockout uh, round as well in uh, in a short while. Thanks very much, Dwayne. PSL Radio Show. That's uh, all we've got time for tonight. Manla Shong is in for Naledi Muleo after the news with a talk shop. But from the uh, PSL Radio Show, Sikunjalo team tonight, producer Siobhan Chetty and me, Dwayne DeLocca. Have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.